Hey guys, it's the Giant Dwarf Podcast. Hooray! Uh, Lars is here. I'm here, indeed. And I'm here, Fred. And uh, we're going to talk to you a, a bit today. Again. Yeah, as always. As always. Talk and talk. Shatting your ears off. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what's going on, Lars? Not you much. Doing? Enjoying the summer? I am. I got my cabin. Yeah, I'm prepping, prepping. Ah, oh, prepping. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Uh, we can. I was gonna talk to you about your cabin life, but uh, yeah. we can take that in the in the non Mantica segment. Yeah, because uh, my cabin is not in Mantica. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> you wish it was. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, let's just cover the local news first. Oh, what's going on? Um, not really a lot's going on. It's uh, summer June. Holiday. It's kind of warm mm. for once, and um, yeah, it's a bit. It's been a while since I've actually played a game now. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's been at least a month. Yeah, so we are trying to get a game in soon. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, tournament-wise, in Oslo, there's nothing really happening. Uh, is uh, Arkon? Yeah, this but is it's not a real tournament. Yeah, Arkon, the gaming. Like it's kind of a con, isn't it? It's actually the only proper con that is in Oslo, but, yeah, it's, but not for miniature games. You know, for everything else, oh, yeah. like Magic: The Gathering yeah, and uh, board games. Board games. It's more like a classical games, all kind of games con. But um, yeah, uh, V Dog is going. I I hear. Yeah, I'm considering going actually. Oh my god, really? I might, yeah. Then I might come too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the both both uh, the. The brothers Hemming B are going, then uh, <laughs> then this is good too good to miss. Yeah, but uh, I think I will do like uh, it might just be less of a tournament and more like uh, you know just play Kings of War, play a couple or, of games. Yeah, a couple of games and just be there really. Yeah. With uh, our Kings of War stuff. Yeah, well, you're thinking of like a recruitment uh, or yeah. not recruitment directly, but like PR. Yeah, for PR purposes. <laughs> and who's better than me as the PR uh, representative? Very, very few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll consider it. Actually, my weekend is open, so I might go. But um, it's uh, uh, they, they don't have beer, and uh, it costs money to be there. Don't they used to have like a beer tent? Yeah, but that's only in the evenings now. Oh, I think. Okay, yeah. So. Uh, it comes down to that classical thing that if you don't have beer and they and it costs money to come in, then I could might as well just go on to our local gaming club, <laughs> where we yeah. have a fridge and all that. But uh, yeah, I see your point. Um, we, you know, I I've actually gone a couple of I think the two previous years I have gone, even though almost no one else has. Uh, yeah. You haven't been there for a while. No. This would be your first year for many years, I think. <laughs> I think the last time I was there, uh, we played the uh, Robo Rally. That must be oh, at wow. least five years ago. Yeah. Oh my God, my phone is ringing. Oh. That was very inconsiderate. Yeah. Damn it. You and your phones. God damn it. Okay, well, um, that distracted me a bit. But yeah, okay, uh, I'm, I might come. Uh, it is a, it's not a huge miniature tournament scene there, but it's like showing, yeah. the, showing off who we are. 
that the game exists, and we can't let that Hobbit game steal all the sh- the thunder. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. they'll be there and claiming to be the best game in the world with the friendliest uh, community. Community. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. yeah. We're the best and most friendly community. Yeah, they're very friendly. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Well, is it this weekend or the next? I think it's this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Better get your dates right. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, yeah, that's also Archon 24th of June, is it? Yeah, that this Saturday. Correct. Let's see. Oh, yeah, 24th, Saturday, 24th. But after that, it's pretty quiet. In July, there's nothing planned. Mm. In August, there is nothing planned. Um, but uh, you know, the for the the first thing that hap- that's happening after the summer, it looks like it's might it's might uh, gonna be a doubles tournament. Yeah, um, yeah it might be a doubles uh, like Saturday the second of September. Mm. So, depending on where you are, if you don't have any, any cabin plans or not, then I was thinking maybe for once maybe we could team up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We can have uh, I can have yeah. a thousand points of orcs. And maybe you can have a thousand of the goblins. Yeah. And we can be like an orc and goblin alliance. That would be really cool. <laughs> maybe I can uh, finish a giant for that uh, Yeah. That game. That would be cool. That I can bring mine. My orc giant. Yeah, then we have two. That would be really cool. Because uh, have we ever played on a team for doubles? I don't think so. I don't think, think so, no. And, uh, and I've never, I haven't played a single event with my ogres. No, orcs, I mean. So it would be my first orc tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. So <laughs> it would be cool, and uh, yeah. So consider that if you're not out and about. But well, I can sign in September, up. I don't usually, not usually at the cabin. But things might change this year. Yeah. Who knows? Hmm. So that's really all for the local news. We are kind of just looking forward to to September, really. <laughs> at least I am. Just Get this summer over it. Yeah, yeah. goddamn summer. Uh, it's so much happening in September anyway, so it's going to be pretty huge. It's pretty much uh, like summer in Norway. It's like all of July, everyone's just on vacation. It's like it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's it, yeah, and even if you don't have vacation, you're somehow on vacation. Yeah, and you're yeah. you're like otherwise you plan to go somewhere for a I don't know family yeah. picnic or <laughs> barbecue or something. <laughs> I feel like it's like an unwritten rule in Norway that, you know, in July you can just, you don't have to show up to work. <laughs> you, <laughs> just, you just be home. And just, uh, yeah. you know, because, uh, I'm not sure why. It just feels like it. It feels like a ghost town. Every yeah, day. you're right. You're right. So we're looking forward to, to, the, to the fall, to the to autumn. Yeah, back to reality. Back to tournament mode. <laughs> <laughs> cool. You guys are thinking locally, and we're acting globally. Alrighty, global news. So, have you seen this summer book that's coming out? This yeah, I seen uh, summer campaign. Well, I, I only seen photos of the book. Uh, book yeah, but uh, I don't yeah. think it's actually available. No, until actually, it's a bit. It's coming out a bit late. I think end of July. Oh, really? So it's kind of end of summer, really. Yeah. Hmm. Summer, end of summer campaign. Should be like autumn campaign. <laughs> but, but that looks pretty cool. Um, I only yeah. have um, limited knowledge of it. Actually, just what I've heard from other podcasts. Like, yeah. Uh, formations and a couple of new characters and stuff. Yeah, some uh, new, like to spice things up. For, yeah. Uh, 
and also some like testing out like possible rules changes for the future yeah i guess like just see if if it's op or not <laughs> i assume you were not happy with the dwarf uh, formation did they they got like oh. iron resolve for 50 points oh really? yeah. should be free yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so you needed like uh, two spare hordes and the and the warrior horde or something hordes oh, uh, i really, i mean i don't know that's that's the word i, I heard but uh, maybe they <laughs> mispronounced it maybe it's supposed to be regiment i hope so and the dwarf king in there or something and then you oh. can pay like 50 points and they all get iron resolved oh, <laughs> yeah i think i heard that on a podcast actually but uh apparently someone uh, that Joe neat uh, guy in mantic he wanted it to be ensnare which would be so much better <laughs> and someone must have just sort of uh, I don't know outvoted him or something and just said no we can't can't do that that would be like OP we'll, we'll give them iron resolve <laughs> can you think of a more like little afterthought rule little crappy rule we can give them uh. they should have like a plus two crushing strength and a <laughs> big shield big shield and ensnare that's what they should have I think um, dwarves should have big shield but from all frontages <laughs> Yeah. It's not just the front, because they're just, you know, that tough. So that kind of just defends six then? Yeah, defends six and everything. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's fun that they're making the book. Uh, just, we, we all like buying books, don't we? It yeah. Kind of, it gives the impression that the hobby <laughs> is kind of alive. Like, oh, a new book, let's go buy it. Yeah, I mean, it's something interesting, you know. It's not just... Uh, it's not just rules and stuff. It's also like from a, a extra fluff. And as yeah. far as I know, or this is how I understand it, is that this campaign will actually influence the fluff for the future. Yeah, apparently. Which um, to me seems kind of cool. Yeah. That you know our games can actually help influence in which direction Mantica will go. Yeah. Yeah. If that's the case, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, this, I just uh, heard it somewhere. I can't really verify. You think it might be like those old uh, Games Workshop campaigns? Where it's like <laughs> the Siege of Altdorf. Uh, and uh, you could send in your results and nothing really ever happened. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, yeah, the only Games Workshop um, campaigns I can remember was uh, Albion campaign. Yeah. Which I think I just played like two games with my brother mm-hmm. uh, at some point. And then it was the, what's it called? Like the... Lustra, Lustra, that, yeah, yeah, where the lizardmen were. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, it was basically a skirmish game, mm. and uh, it was just the the table was just jungle. So it had to be you could really? go you could go skirmish with all your units. Really? Yeah, at least that's how <laughs> I remember it. I never played a game of that. That sounds insane. Because you know, I was I was uh, appalled by the thought of having dwarfs in skirmish skirmish formation. <laughs> you know. Skirmish dwarfs. Oh shit. <laughs> That's cool. That kind of reminds me of that. But was the was the rules that the whole whole table was kind of forest terrain or? Yeah, the whole table was just just forest. As far That's as I can awesome. remember, that was the thing. Although in King's World, that would kind of lose its significance because then you, yeah. everyone would be inside the same forest, <laughs> so everyone would just see each other anyway. <laughs> That's right. We've all long. unlocked this big forest. <laughs> oh, here we are. <laughs> yeah, we thought about. Uh, haven't we talked about that on the? previous podcast where like if but uh, theoretically if the forest was big enough yeah it would just not, not have matter. any effect yeah 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 I, yeah I think so we've touched on it before it's kind of the reason for having 
like multiple forests instead of a big one. Yeah. Because the big one's kind of just... It's kind of the same as having a too small hill. Yeah. It, it's equally silly to have a too huge forest because it loses all the it loses the point. Mm. It doesn't feel like you know. Ironically, it it should be like a huge, deep forest, but it's the opposite because it's so much yeah. easier to like put a foot inside the forest and then it just kind of opens up. Yeah. Everyone can just see through it. No, oh, that's that's really funny. <laughs> so that's where the double forest uh, thing that we did. Yeah, to uh, simulate in, like uh, deeper forests. Yeah. We did play with that, our previous battle report, but it didn't really come into play. Yeah, I think the only one was the first battle report that we did. Mm -hmm. Or the second, it might we've have been. We've done it two times, I think. Yeah. And in both games, I think it's just been one... But, you know, that could be one very important moment. But I remember in the first one, I think the uh, a Wraith troop, they couldn't charge someone in the flank or rear because they did, yeah. couldn't actually see them. <coughs> Because yeah, it was, yeah, it was against my dwarves, I think, because it was my earth elementals. That's but, probably uh, correct. And in uh, in both cases, it has mattered. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, don't play big forest, guys. It's play double. Play double, <laughs> double forest. Do it. Double down. Get those small ass forests and play them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, and uh, it seems like this um, this uh, book is kind of loosely connected to this campaign day which is also coming up in september oh, late yeah. september that is uh, it's kind of gonna kind of end and round off with that big you know that mm. the whole 24 hours of gaming thing um that's very cool for i don't know how they connected those because i mean that's not a mantic official thing that's no. kind of as far as i know it's the the beer face guys who, who yeah. made that campaign day um, you and know that's the beauty of uh, Mantic, I guess, that they they can do stuff like that. They yeah. can like, yeah, but we want to embrace this yeah. initiative and make it, you know, part of our yeah. own. It's really cool. So uh, I'm not sure how much I'm gonna. Well, let's see what is in this book. Uh, but I'm I'm a bit weird, some like this, because I I don't really play a lot of campaign games. because no, I'm, uh, I'm not like a hardcore tournament player either. I'm not like a power mm. gamer, but I'm just enough of a power gamer to not really care for strange <laughs> little scenario games, if yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> I always dreamed of playing a scenario, a campaign. Yeah. Uh, but and I, I, I have never done. I never played one. Really? Even though I was invited to that, uh, that was in Oslo. The one that's been going now for yeah. a couple of months. Yeah. That's, and it ended now recently, I think. Yeah. Was that the one where they had like a siege in the end and all yeah, that? Yeah, it was like a siege. It sounds yeah. real cool. I mean, I, I do love the idea. It's just that, I don't know, it seems like it's a commitment. That's the first thing. You yeah. have to be committed to play once a week or something like that for mm. several weeks, which for me is just sort of uh, stress. <laughs> uh, scary to all of Play <laughs> once a week. <laughs> you shouldn't be. You should be a small thing. I used to play once a week. I remember me and V-Dog, we used to play every week. In the in the gaming store Outland, for mm. several yeah for like uh, just normal games yeah we played Casual. like um, one game of uh, War Game I mean, Warhammer, in the in the in the in the store like every Wednesday we did that for many many months that was really cool, but you know times have changed and people mm. have kids now and yeah less time for those 
Wargaming. Yeah, freeloading assholes, also known as kids. <laughs> Freeloaders. <laughs> yeah, so um, I want. I, I kind of want to go back to playing once a week if I can. I will probably try, yeah. but uh, not now in summer, though. <laughs> no, no, so, yeah. Uh, as you know, it, it's difficult to get games during the summer in Oslo, at least. And, uh, and in in the in the autumn, then the tournaments are suddenly so packed that it feels kind of redundant to play a game because <laughs> it's like a why would I play a game it's the whole tournament coming up just if I wait another week I can play six games <laughs> yeah I guess you have to sort of uh, tune your brain to just think it's a casual game and you're just gonna have fun yeah you know being social for once that's true I would like that being social <laughs> <laughs> some friends yeah. maybe it's people have reacted now a bit in our uh, Kings of War Oslo group. It seems yeah. like everyone had like a summer vacation mode, and then suddenly now it's little, a small handful of people sort of like, do you want to play a game, guys? And yeah, so it's been a bit of a yeah, so now it's like three or four guys who says, come on, guys, <laughs> can no one play with me? And now it looks like someone actually getting. And we were supposed to actually get a game today or tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, uh, this week would be in. It'd be perfect for me. Yeah. Really. So this uh, I, this episode must seem like a very sort of summer, like uh, <laughs> low. How can I say like uh, low uh, energy episode? Like yeah, we don't really play. We sound like one of those. I, I kind of don't. You know, I kind of hate sounding listening to those uh, podcasts. It's like yeah, how how's your hobby progress? Uh, nothing. Oh, have you played any games? No. And it's kind of like, why the fuck you make a podcast? <laughs> yeah, we are one of them now. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, but I, I have more later for the hobby part. I can make up yeah, for mine. Yeah. yeah. That's more than you can say, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, but that's cool. Um, so the same tune in the global news as in the local news. I'm kind of just looking forward to September. Yeah. Uh, globally, <laughs> there's nothing going on. Nothing globally. <laughs> Uh, no, not really. I'm trying to think of stuff, but no, let's just end it there. Yeah. We, we probably we can't have another episode until September. We'll have absolutely nothing to talk about. <laughs> if we meet up in July, it's going to be like, hey, Lars, hey, uh, yeah. so what's up, man? <laughs> Unless we somehow manage to be really active in July, for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, but you know, my, my hobby side is getting really active. It's just the gaming mm. side is a bit down, and yeah. tournaments are down. So, I don't know. If we paint enough, if we can rock up in September with brand new armies, then we will have yeah. redeemed ourselves. In the <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm really uh, getting, you know, getting there with the beginning of my ogres. Yeah, but you know, it takes uh, time to muster up the energy and the time. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm like on the sketch uh, area mm -hmm. uh, because uh, a stage. Because uh, for me, as I make my own miniatures... Do you want to just do that now? We'll just hop into oh hobby... Yeah. Oh yeah. Hop, yeah. Hobby time! Hobby progress! <laughs> hobby progress! Yeah. So yeah, yeah right. keep going, keep uh, talking there. Yeah, so <laughs> I, 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 you know, I like to do sketches. Yeah? Uh, you know, so I have some sort of idea of how the, the figurine will uh, look when it's done. So I'm, yeah. I'm doing that at the moment. Is that because you... You, and you're not just talking about color now, you're talking look like... Um, yeah. Because, because of course uh, you will add parts with green stuff and stuff like that. 
Yeah, I will make them from scratch, uh, the ogres and giants, Red Army. Have um, you done, have you started the giants? I, uh, only on, uh, only sketches, so yeah. it's only oh, on it's paper. But, they're, you know, they're on paper. It's, you know, it's, uh, uh, if any engineers are listening, you know, that's the most important part, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Planning stage. Um, but would you, do you think you'll build them, the giants too, completely from scratch? Or will you kind of do some parts yeah. from an existing giant kit and kind of build on from that? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about making the actual giant dwarf giant. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> so nice. that's going to be exciting. And I think that one will be 100% you know, built from Milliput by yeah. me. But I'm probably same with ogres and with um, the other uh, other giants. If I have more than one, will probably have some some I some things from different kits that yeah. I just find if I have something. At least for ogres, I think I will use for like weapons. I will use some old from the old uh, Games Workshop uh, mm -hmm. uh, sets because I have like loads of uh, of those yeah. ogres that and I actually hate because I got them for free for some reason. <laughs> uh, Years ago, really. So I have a lot of weapons. So I think. But that's just, cool because uh, the weapons are kind of harder to yeah. sculpt because you can get these nice plastic clubs and stuff. That's yeah done, so, so you don't have to worry about that part. Yeah, I guess that's yeah, yeah. nice. And I think those weapons that are in those uh, the old the Games Workshop ogre kits is actually quite. It fits with my with my ideas of ogres, which will be some sort of like a Celtic uh, feral tribe. Yeah. <laughs> like they're nice. like uh, you know a bit you know half naked and mm. with clubs and stuff like that mm. not savage ogres yeah savage <laughs> like if you if you picture like celtic warriors that are you know only with only their pants on like yeah. uh, tweed pants i guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least they look like tweed in the in like for drawings as in like in national geographic drawings yeah <laughs> And, that's cool. uh, yeah, so um, that's the style I'm going for. Nice. Um, what about you? Are you doing what's what's oh your yeah. hobby progress? My hobby progress. Uh, well, I'm doing loads actually. Uh, it's kind of my big thing. I Show do. off. Yeah, mm. I know. It's it's <laughs> great. <laughs> well, first I went on eBay. Oh, have I heard I about this? Have I spoken about this on a podcast? Or? I don't think so. Mm. Anyway, I went on eBay and I purchased 17 dragons <laughs> in some sort of wild, uh, retarded uh, spree, like shopping spree. Yeah, that's, that's what I would call a shopping spree, yeah. online yeah. shopping spree. It was pretty ridiculous, uh, <laughs> but uh, it was so much cool well, stuff. <laughs> but did, are you planning on using 19, 17, 17 dragons? Or? Mm, I was planning <laughs> on using four. Hmm. Nice. So uh, I have uh, four times as many plus one that I need. That I need. Uh, but the thing is, I was so unsure about the scale of some of these mm. models, and so we went for. <laughs> yeah, it, there's no way of there's no, no way of finding out unless you yeah. know, because uh, <laughs> I would find an old scan of some sort of, you know, the old citadel like, dragon range or something. Yeah. That's, I learned a lot recently. I learned that they're actually Ral Partha miniatures that were mm. sold by Citadel, but they are in the Citadel like, kind of catalog because they sold these Ral Partha dragons. 
This is in the 80s or something, 70s? Yeah, or... no, it's not that old. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's late 80s. Okay. Yeah. Or 85 around there. Hmm. Um, but these dragons, I assume they're tiny, you know, because yeah. that's how usually the scale, scale has been creeping upwards. Yeah. But I, I didn't know how tiny, because I, and I wanted a dragon that wasn't too large. And when I first went on eBay, the, most of the dragons are, are wyverns, you know, I wanted a wyvern for my orcs mm. and a dragon or two for my undead. So the wyverns I found, one was, was from like 88 or 80, 87. But I know they are about the scale, so I mm. bought that thing. Yeah, maybe that's too small, so I'll buy one that's a bit newer. So I found the the classic wyvern with the. It was like, uh, do you remember Azag the Slaughterer that miniature? Yeah, I vaguely remember uh, mm. the wyvern with a. Around that, there was a similar wyvern just with a mage on it, like an oh. orc shaman. Uh, mm. It was almost the same wyvern, but it was slightly different. Uh, so I bought that. And that, that I felt confident about that size, but I was, I was thinking maybe it's too big. <laughs> <laughs> so then I found an older wyvern, and maybe like maybe that's a bit small, but I'll try it. Maybe I can, you know, a crudger on a small wyvern, and all these. Yeah. It, yeah, and 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 the same for my undead. I found a skeletal skeleton dragon, which I liked, but I had no idea about the scale. I assumed it was too. Mm. It was huge, so I bought it because it was quite cheap. Then I found like a zombie dragon. No idea about scale. Bought that. That was real cheap. I got it in the post. It was huge. <laughs> it's much really? too huge. The yeah, okay. but it's kind of a toy. It's, oh, really? It's like a plastic uh, toy, really. Oh, you can give it to Darren, maybe. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was just ridiculous. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, I could use it, but I would need like a square base, like 70, 70 or okay, something. Yeah. No way it fits on a 50. And the what scale. will fit on a 50, really. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, that's also a part of why I bought, well, I can't really excuse why I bought so many, but many <laughs> of the dragons, um, I, I found models that were kind of like, um, you know, rearing upwards. Because yeah. I, I hate the idea of having a dragon that sticks out too much from the base. And, mm. and that's a shame, because I love, you know the old wood elf dragon, the forest yeah. dragon? I love that model, yeah. but it's horrible, the way the... The, On a 50. Yeah, no, yeah, the 50 is fine, but the, the neck just sticks out straight down and outwards. So yeah. you can never charge it in the front. You have to, like, uh, I but don't if know. If it had been on, like, a chariot base or something, maybe that would be better. That would be better, yeah. But I, mean, I, I don't want to nerf myself either. By no, yeah, but I, I mean, by the rules, it shouldn't be oh, yeah. on a 50 yeah, millimeter base. That's true. So the thing is, um, I wanted dragons that I could sort of. That could that's were standing kind of upwards, or that I could kind of uh, convert a bit so to be standing a bit more upwards. Mm. So this wyvern that I'm making now, I kind of it's originally just standing, you know, and kind of kicking a bit forward and uh, having the head really low. But I just sort of just reared it up and pinned the tail to the ba to the base. Yeah, yeah. So now it's really looking like it's gonna fly like upwards. Yeah. Uh, so it's kicking like straight forward instead of down because they had they had this sort of a they look like chickens these old wyverns yeah, they kind yeah. of they kick claw. with one claw they sort of <laughs> muck, muck, just kicking straight forward it's hilarious um, so I, I'm fixing that to be straight up but it, it requires a bit of pinning and a bit of milliput to sort of mm. forge it into an upright position and the skeleton the skeleton dragon which was a bit too small I'm thinking it's all right as long as I make it be like four inches tall. 
So I'm propping yeah. that up. I'm building like a little mountain it can stand on. Yeah. Maybe I managed to like uh, get it attached to some sort of gravestone or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to build it upwards and tilt it backwards because that too was a bit too long for the 50 base. But by mm. tilting it up, you sort of can force <laughs> it to be inside the 50-50. But yeah, I'm working on that at least. I've got an idea actually. Yeah. If you go back on eBay yeah. and you try to find a crypt that you can stand on. A crypt, yeah. And then you buy 19, 17 crypts. You know, so you get so get at least one of them will have be the right scale, <laughs> <laughs> and then you got it. That's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Uh, I also bought some orc riders now. Oh yeah. And of mm. course, I. Mm. So have you have returned to eBay? Yes. <laughs> because that was not the same day. No, <laughs> that was a later day. But I only bought like five or six orc riders, but they that's nothing compared to the dragons. I hope you asked to get these sent to your workplace and not to your home, your personal home. Because, uh, because of know. the wife? Yeah, you know, or, uh, <laughs> yeah, your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it, it I... It wasn't free, I assume. It wasn't free. No, stuff. yeah. No, it was not free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was... Uh, but I, I had some extra money. Yeah, well, two shits from your, your savings. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not like it was... Because the thing is, when I first found all these dragons, I was surprised at how rare... First, like, how rare they were. Like, mm. oh my god, this is like 85 and stuff. And when I went on eBay, I only found one. And first, first I didn't find any, but then I learned, like, what's their proper name? Like, G6 Dragon. And mm. then I found one guy who sold this dragon. Like, yeah. They had these code names, right? But did you, did you search for those names in e on eBay? Or? Yeah. Okay, so you, you somehow managed to find the names, mm -hmm. which I assume you found from Google? Yeah, from, like, the Citadel... Manual, no, the, oh, the, yeah. the, the, the like books of all the. I found online. a manual. I found a scan on, of all. Okay. Yeah. And so, then you went to eBay, searched yeah. for those names, and yeah. then they popped up. Yeah, and then I just found mm -hmm. one, and the price was kind of, oh, that's pretty cheap, because maybe one will, maybe one had their tail missing or something. Oh, yeah. But you know, I can just make a tail from yeah. Milliput or green stuff. So I bought that, and I thought, yeah, that's, that's a bargain for <coughs> such a rare dragon. But what I failed to realize is most of them were from the States. So oh, I yeah. paid more in postage <laughs> than for the dragon. And that's mm. why I, I spent so much money. Not on the actual... I felt kind of all right with the money I spent on the miniatures. Yeah. But all that postage money, just, oh my God. <laughs> After you're committed to the buy. Yeah, because yeah. when I said, like, yes, I want to buy, then it says, you now have committed. Yeah. And then they show me the postage. <laughs> and I'm like, no. But yeah. But I'm looking forward to getting my cr orc crudger on Wing and Slasher. Yeah. That's the wyvern. And I want a vampire on the skeletal dragon. And maybe the favorite dragon that I got was like a zombie dragon from... Uh, was that was that Ralpartha? I can't remember. It's like, a, it's like a dragon that's ripping up a gravestone. So in one hand it's holding like a, a tombstone. Uh. And it looks really <laughs> derpy. Like, I have a gravestone dragon. So it has arms? Uh, or four legs, I it's it's uh, it's pretty much skeletal, uh, but it's standing mm. on its hind legs. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's what's cool about it. It's kind, of, it's kind of it's kind of standing like a I don't know, it's like a cat sitting on two <laughs> feet and like uh, like a kangaroo. Or something. Yeah, like kangaroos, uh, and it's uh, it kind of has like flesh parts hanging off the skeletal parts, and it's mm. yeah, it's so amazing. I love it. You showed me a photo of like a dragon tiptoeing. 
I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah. I really wanted that joke. <laughs> so funny. I could get you those. I know their names now. Yeah, I posted that yeah. on the Fanatics. The two yeah. most hilarious, like, stupid dragons. The stupidest dragons I found. One's called a rock dragon. It's like mm-hmm. DC6 rock dragon. Yeah. It's... When it, yeah, it looks like it's like it's, like it's uh, sneaking past uh, the parents' bedroom, like <laughs> you know, or as I first described it, it's like it's dipping its toe in cold water. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, uh, one guy wrote something that actually made sense. It's almost like the model it made to be like perched to a cliff face. Because oh, yeah. if you would, it, I kind of tilted my head a bit, and then I imagined it being on a very on a kind of a steep cliff, and then it would kind of be perched in a more oh, na- yeah. it's like it's like it's clawing it's it's like clawing itself to the mountain oh, right, and then yeah. sticking out so that would kind of look pretty cool but it, <laughs> that wasn't the, described in like the citadel book it's kind of just, oh. even in the book they just had this guy just stood <laughs> right up and looking ridiculous oh and the guy and it's like a, a red dragon that had its feet looking like let's say its feet is pointing forward and then its back is doing a full 180 turn and it's looking directly backwards. <laughs> so it looks like a, I don't know, like a Charlie Chaplin with his shoes the wrong way or something. And like, what the fuck is this dragon doing? Is that supposed to be like threatening? Like a derpy dragon looking the wrong way? <laughs> oh, hey, there you are. <laughs> well, you know, if you're a dragon, maybe you're enemies and you have to look over your shoulder. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, hilarious. Well, anyway, um, if you not not related to this ridiculous dragon uh, purchase. I am also painting up a war drum for my orcs. Uh, yeah. Got this cool orc rock band uh, miniature set from this obscure little miniature company with a very old school website. Um, it's called Impact Miniatures. You have to scroll. It's like a knockoff uh, Blood Bowl game. It's like oh, fantasy yeah. football something. Hmm. And the uh, in a little link called Sideline Miniatures, you have like elf cheerleaders and oh, stuff. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, and also you have the orc rock band. <laughs> and with a drum kit, it's like a full drum kit. So you already painted that, haven't you? Yeah, I've painted it up. Mm. And I'm just, I'm just waiting for the, the PS de Resistance, and that will be a little crew of goblins that's carrying like a, like a palanquin, like yeah. shield bears. I think they're called goblin shield bearers. So they will carry this war drum around <laughs> in battle. I'm waiting for that. that. That model I bought from a French website It's called Fenril Miniatures. Yeah. So I've been really on the, on, on the web, man. I've been buying so much stuff. Yeah, uh, you showed me that web page. You were looking at it, yeah. weren't we? And, uh, yeah, I showed cool you. Dwarves. Uh, was the, do you mean the undead dwarves? The fenders. Yeah, they had un- undead dwarves and yeah. also some other cool dwarves. Th- those were hilarious, like yeah. skeleton dwarves. With, with their beards the, still yeah. intact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like that. that. So uh, apparently that's a French website. So I've been like diving deep into the like, dark crevasses of the, of the internet and finding these sort of kind of old school miniature uh, companies really that don't, don't yeah, necessarily yeah. have new and modern websites and you yeah. really have to to search <laughs> I feel and like they don't I mean these these don't show up on Google do you no. have to like go into the website no know the company or the names of the mini yeah miniature. I found this guy like he I found the guy's blog and he listed his what was it his 10 favorite companies who make orcs I think 
Right. And that's that what that's what helped me out because mm. I found these links to like Fenrir and Impact. I think um, some kind of had a huge list of like my favorite companies and I like these orcs and these elves. And from that, I was able to like glean this info and find this. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. I've never really dug this this deep before. I've been kind mm. of a you know, I, I was in, in the old days. I was very stuck to like. Citadel, Games Workshop, miniatures. Never really yeah. liked going outside of that, you know. <laughs> but now things have really changed. I mean, it's sort of... Fuck yeah, yeah. Kings of War, I mean, that's that's one positive thing, I think. That, you know, oh, people yeah. are just you're buying, you know, the miniature they like and not necessarily yeah. against Workshop. Absolutely. It, I mean, I've been... I, my horizons have broadened so much yeah. since this and I'm so much more, um, you know, always looking for cool... Like options, like other companies, other minis conversion options. It's really, yeah, it's like a new world, really. And I like that. It's a so, less uh, fanboy uh, atmosphere. Yeah, like, much uh, less. Games Workshop fanboys. I'm just enough of a fanboy to defend Mantix minis uh, if someone accuses them of being ugly. Of course, I mean, unless it's in, the Basilean line. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, the I, hate line. The, I hate the accusation where it's like a general. The, like yeah, all, all magic models are ugly. Yeah, I hate yeah. that because uh, I met this you know guy from the club. He's like, yeah, I don't really like mantic models. I think they're ugly. And I was like, have you seen some of my orcs? Mm. I mean, I, I, I don't mean my paint job. I'm just like, have you seen the model? Mm. It's really good. And if, if you give it a proper paint job, it just enhances the detail that's yeah. on it. And it's you know, I, I'm really impressed. I've been really imp impressed by both the undead line and the orc line. Um, and it's just uh, infuriating to hear people like, yeah, I want to play Kings of War, but I don't think the models are nice, so I I'm going to play something else. It's like, fuck off, yeah. I mean, you haven't given, <laughs> the, given it a chance. It's more like a myth, I feel. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, but admittedly, some lines yeah. are in need of a... That's and I think Kings of War players are the first to admit that, yeah, they're not all that good. Yeah. But then again, uh, I think on the um, when we were at uh, Clash of Kings mm -hmm. last year, wasn't there a, there was a Basilea army that won best painting, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I didn't really see it. The paint job. I played again. I actually played the guy. Yeah, so you should have seen it. Yeah. yeah, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it. Um, at the end of the game, you know, all I could see was his miniatures because mine mm. were defeated. And, uh, <laughs> and his he, was doing like victory laps around. Yeah. <laughs> he kicked my ass. He was like a, a Spanish guy. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Oh, it might be Jesus. Yeah, if he's the one who won the best painter, yeah. then it's yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It all comes down to the paint shop. Yeah, the paint shop but, um, really made them. Uh, oh, have you seen these new recent models? Though they've made these uh, arresting heroes for this yeah. summer campaign. Seems Look amazing. Like, yeah, and also they they made this new undead the like worm revenant king on giant yeah. worm. That's uh, that's almost too big, but, uh, but it looks yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, again, it isn't really made for a fifty. Yeah, yeah what the too. fuck is up with that? <laughs> There's a monster, and they're like, but your your game calls for 50-50 bases. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, I guess you could put it convert on the crypt. it. A crypt, like, yeah. Yeah, you just have to buy a 50, <laughs> 50 millimeter crypt and just put everything on it. I, I can't buy that because it's too big, and I've done so much work now with my <laughs> insane eBay purchases to get stuff that goes on fifties. And then they yeah. sl kind of slap me in the face <laughs> and like uh, make a huge kind of chariot base size form and shape dragon. Maybe but it, I, but uh, that wasn't my point. My, my point was the quality and it looks really yeah, good. Okay. 
So it seems like they have, um, apparently they have their own rustic, uh, uh, rustic factory, or, or what can I call it, like a foundry, uh, forgery, no, not a forgery, <laughs> forge, forge. Rustic Forge in uh, Nottingham in HQ. Right. I heard someone talk about that. That sounds amazing. That they used to do it like uh, they used to send it out. I mean, have some other company abroad or something produce the, the resin or Rustic. Not sure what it is. But now they do it in house. And that's great. Especially if really? the in house products are so good. Because <laughs> then they really. I, ch I choose to believe that they have invested all the money they made from this very successful Kings of War second edition. <laughs> yeah. And if they invested that into like a proper resin factory, that's a that's a really, a yeah, that's a really cool investment. Yeah, that's uh, I love it. Speaking of successes, I think uh, the um, uh, Walking Dead game, romantic mm -hmm. games as well, is uh, it's doing well. Yeah, apparently. It seems, like, yeah, it seems like a fun game as well. I saw some reviews and they were all positive on yeah. uh, online. Yeah, I've heard good things. And I really want to try it. Maybe we Something. should actually get our hands on that. Yeah, maybe that's a, a cool summer thing. Like, yeah, it could play be a little Walking Dead. Play some other stuff. Ooh, have you have you heard they're coming out with a um, skirmish game for Kings of War? It's called Vanguard. Oh no! I if you listen to the recent uh, unplugged, uh, no, not unplugged. Uh, I mean, um, uh, who had this guy on? Joe Neat from Mantic. He was on the podcast. Okay. It was probably so it's um, like a skirmish game with, uh, yeah, uh, with buildings oh yeah, and stuff. Oh yeah, he was on yeah. the Weight of Fire, you know, okay. uh, um, Paul yeah, uh, Paul yeah. Welsh's uh, crew. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> pardon to the other, to the other guys. I only remember Paul's name in the in the Paul and company. Yeah, uh, they had the, the uh, Joe Neat on, and uh, so they're kind of uh, coming out soon, I guess, with a. Like, uh, I, I want to say Mordheim, but it's apparently not, it's it's not supposed to have the same focus on, like, ruins and buildings. Mm. Not to the same extent, at least. But it's like you play, apparently you play a warband of individual models. Yeah. And with rules, and uh, yeah, I think they use D8 dice. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Good old D8. cool. Good old D8. One of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool dice. I yeah. love it. But uh, that sounds amazing. Not sure when it comes out, though. I would love to have it now for summer, but I don't think that's a realistic uh, hope. Yeah, I feel like uh, if uh, we compare it to Mordheim, uh, buildings could be a bit of a nuisance, I've always felt. like yeah. Because then you have to, like, at least in Mordheim, if you were dwarves, you had, like, initiative two. and need to roll, like, initiative to climb. Mm. So, But I liked, I played a couple of uh, Mordheim games without buildings, just, like, uh, you know, imagine, like, a graveyard. Perhaps okay, yeah. Like there was a lot of gravestones, so we can you could hide behind and and also crypts. <laughs> crypts, of course. <laughs> That's like yeah. the third time I mentioned <laughs> crypts this uh, podcast, but crypts. yeah, that mm. works so much better, and it was much more balanced because then you yeah. could use cover mm. as um, you know during you know in a different way, and you didn't have to worry about you know failing initiative tests yeah. to climb. Because then you would take damage, I guess, if you fail the climb. Or yeah, I think you could fall down and, you know, Skaven had like five initiatives <laughs> so they were just running around the roofs. Well, you were kind of <laughs> killing yourself trying to climb. <laughs> so it was kind of silly. I remember uh, Mordheim was, you know, a silly game, but I enjoyed yeah. it at the time. Yeah. But I don't sure. think I would have enjoyed it today. No, no, but uh, I, I agree because then you have the Games Workshop rules and all yeah. that bullshit. Okay. 
good old GW rule sets. They're always amazing. Yeah, always. Uh, I heard they found some flaws in 40k already. It's gonna be millions of flaws. That's just yeah. just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. Nick kind of shut me down. I had this. I couldn't resist writing someone like 40k is now is great, and mm. I was like, uh, I mean, to my credit, I mean, I wasn't directly hostile to Games Workshop. Mm. But I wrote something along the lines of, if you're still in bed with Games Workshop at this point, then you you probably have no illusions that you are playing first and foremost for the social aspect. Yeah. And yeah. the rules are like secondary to you. I don't think that's a stretch of a statement. No, I mean, why would you play a Games Workshop game? Because the rules are not, you know, usually not that good. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I can understand why people want to get into 40k now, because... I think many of the fantasy players who were kind of, you know, after the split of like AOS and Ninth Age and King's War, mm. um, some people never really seemed to find their way and or maybe they started Ninth Age but wasn't really sure. Mm. Maybe you know, when such when now when 40k is coming back in yeah. the new edition, maybe that sort of they gravitate towards that because oh yes, my old love games workshop, <laughs> they're back. Yeah. I can now be a part of a expensive bad game again the hype yeah because then they have a because they, they have probably larger communities now forming overnight almost yeah for 40k than many of these small pockets of like ninth age or uh yeah so um, i can see it but <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind if i were to play that now it would be i would wouldn't even l care about the rules because no. I, I probably wouldn't have the stamina to you know, to to survive reading <laughs> those rules. But, uh, you know, if you play just for fun, then I guess. I think uh, for, many people have played 40k just for fun. Just, you know, yeah. basement game. Because yeah. it's a cool look. I know it's a cool... And fluff is cool. The, yeah, and the, the 40k is universe amazing. is a pretty... Yeah, yeah the universe is it's amazing. A cool, it's a cool place. So I can, I can see that. You know, I kind of want to troll... A bit, but it's not trolling because it would just be taking the best from both worlds. I want to take like the old, uh, uh, maybe some old Blood Angel Space Marines and try yeah. playing them in the Warpath. Yeah, or uh, fire. Or yeah, firefight. firefight cause we, yeah, because we talked about it. Because I bought the, the 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 complete collection of mm. Warpath and firefight and what well, is it? Dead is zone? it dead zone? On the yeah, I think so. Yeah, probably. That's because funny because I have checked out the last book, but I think Dead Zone is the, like the lowest level. Yeah. Or you know, if you that, zoom that's in. That's buildings and stuff. I think. Yeah. You can go in. Uh, you can like climb on the roof and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And firefight is a bit like that, and then warpath is like the big like, you have units. It's kind mm. of like Kings of War. Then you have units. They have nerve. Um, yeah. They die. They don't. You don't take individual casualties. But a firefight looks good because then you still have like individual models. Cause, uh, yeah, because we were talking about that, weren't we? That we, we might want to try uh, try yeah. that. But if they're making a skirmish game for Kings of War... Maybe that kind of um, overrides yeah. that again. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I think and you're right. <laughs> Walking Dead as well is uh, more tempting. Oh yeah, it's a bit too much now. But what you wanted to do was to use uh, Games Workshop 40k models yeah. in a firefight uh, yeah. Game. Yeah, but I kind of changed. That was because I wanted to lure some uh, old uh, 40Kers over to Mantic. Because yeah. <laughs> I assumed the new 40K would be really crap. Uh, and it probably is, yeah. but I think it's uh, it's the same. Yeah, if you yeah. were a casual gamer up until this point, 
then probably 40k is really great for you. How you... how great could the old 40k rules really be? So is the new one worse or better than the mm. old ones? It's probably a lot simpler, a lot sillier, but maybe that's better for most people. Yeah, I'm but, sure they'll be happy playing it. You know, mm. if if you're already in that world mm. I'm sure I was looking a bit at the Warpath models I like some of those space orcs they have like an orc with a jetpack yeah they and, are some uh, cool uh, so I, I kind <laughs> of uh, it's, uh, it's like I, I don't really see myself playing and like organizing you know Warpath tournaments or, uh, but it might be something that I, I could buy a couple of minis and just paint you know paint yeah. the rocket orc that would be cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure so, um, Who knows for the future where you can use them. Yeah, but I'm excited about this Vanguard game. It sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, I like that. So yeah. lots of stuff happening. That's cool. And uh, in skirmish games, I like to make um, because then you can obviously you can you have less models, so you can mm -hmm. spend a little bit more time on each. Yeah. And it would be really cool to just find you know the perfect uh, models for the. The sort of war band you wanted, like mm -hmm. uh, you know, you can have some sort of character that you know would uh, would be look exactly like you want to be. Like yeah. you wanted to be like a Viking or something, you can make that. Or yeah, true. <laughs> uh, you can you can uh, you can uh, I can see you can do a lot of eBay shopping sprees just finding <gasps> no! the perfect ones. Because <laughs> you can even name uh, them, can't you? If it's just a war band, probably yeah. Well, yeah, just for fun, if, you if, mean? Yeah, if, if fun, yeah, yeah, of course. Of I'm not course. sure. I'm not sure about uh, the rules. If they actually, you know, if you can have named characters, but you know, for fun, you can almost do. Apparently, a guy in uh, has a guy in uh, 40k has already asked the question because in 40k it says you can name your own units. Yeah, and yeah, the, I saw that. Yeah, and the, it's, it's like, if what if I name them the same as a keyword? Yeah. So if the keyword <laughs> is the Emperor's Finest, and that gives me like a you know, plus one strength or whatever, if I name them the Emperor's Finest, do I get that special rule? I love that. I love that guy. I mean, that's just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, you know, he's, uh, he knows how it's done. <laughs> oh, it's so, oh, so, it's pretty good. so ridiculous. It's a bit like if you ever made uh, a computer game, you know, you would also use like keywords sort of yeah. in the code, right? It's a bit like the same. You can you can have a bug where you co you make a unit and mm -hmm. it somehow, you know, the code just assume you are giving it some sort of trait. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit the same. Maybe, you know, he's uh, he's trying. Yeah, kind of like the one that I remember back in. Uh... No, I'm not gonna talk about that. I just just remember like old rules loopholes. Oh, but uh, yeah. those days are over. <laughs> Enough of that. Enough of the loopholes. Enough. Cool. Well, we actually sli slid a bit into like global news there with the Vanguard game. Yeah, actually. But that was cool because I didn't really so, remember that. We're back and forth between global news and hobby. Uh, like global uh, hobby. So. <laughs> global. <laughs> global news. The yeah. global news. A bit of a... Uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to our podcast colleagues yeah. in the Unplugged Radio because they have a cool uh, segment that's like books and really recent movies yeah. they've seen. Kind of, uh, yeah, I love that segment. Yeah, so um, we're going to just copy that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so thanks, guys. It's, uh, we, I like your podcast, by the way. I, I really love the, the music on Unplugged Radio, the, like the 8-bit yeah, like uh, Mario console music. <laughs> it's so cool. Uh, you know, this one time I, I was doing dishes at home 
and then the and the episode was over and the <laughs> outro came on. I've never had so much fun doing dishes <laughs> while, you know, the sort of sort of the really cool uh, like up tempo. That was amazing. Takes you back. It does, yeah. So, uh, yeah, how ha- ha- have you been uh, reading any books or seeing, viewing any movies or something? Yeah, I did watch um, all the Karate Kid movies. Mm. Well, except for the newest oh, one yeah. with uh, Will Smith's uh, son or whatever. Karate Kid. Yeah, you know, I love the I love those movies. As uh, some <laughs> some uh, already know, ah. you know, and um, oh wow, I think the the best part of them those movies are the villains, which are just so over the top. It's uh, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's. They have some really uh, awesome guys, some uh, some uh, nice and uh, considerate people. Yeah, they just want uh, to kill <laughs> kill children. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if they if they can kill if they if they they have they want to win for you know at any cost, so they could just, they could kill. They 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 Killer, don't like. <laughs> Cobra Kai will win the gold. Kill Danny. <laughs> Yeah, sweep amazing. him till he dies. <laughs> yeah, just sweep him like uh, relentlessly <laughs> until he's dead. It's uh, pretty much the first movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's like this, it's like the sweep is some sort of uh, ultimate technique, like uh, yeah, like in uh, like uh, like uh, lethal action, like a manga trick. <laughs> Super sweep! <laughs> no, he's learned the ultimate sweep. No. <laughs> There's no defense. <laughs> there is no defense. It's super effective. <laughs> oh wow, Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah, I watched uh, uh, the first, second, third, and fourth. I guess. Wow. Well, yeah. the fourth is actually the next Karate Kid. It's not part of the the Karate Kid uh, trilogy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, I had some. Uh, I observed some things that <laughs> I haven't re- didn't realize the last time I saw them. Yeah. And that is, first of all, and many people would uh, you know, not agree with me on this, but I don't, I don't really like the second movie as much okay. as, the other, uh, as the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and this is, this is the main reason for me, is that the villain in the second movie is unlike the, uh, the villains in the first and third. Yeah. Because they're so, uh, in the first and third, they're so over the top, the villains. <laughs> you know, they're just, So evil. Yeah, they're just crazy, but um, in the second one they're in Japan, mm-hmm. and you know he's he's pretty over the top as well, that villain in that. Mm-hmm. But he's like he's sort of he's an old friend of Miss Miyagi. Yeah, and you you sort of feel sympathy for him because all he wants to do is to fight Miss Miyagi, you know, to to regain his honor basically. Okay, you like know, a duel or something. Yeah, it's over a girl, like forty oh. years. Uh, oh really? Before, yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> way back. <laughs> is the girl even still alive? <laughs> yeah, she is actually, and she never married anyone. So oh. I don't know why they're okay. still. Uh, yeah. So he still has a shot. <laughs> Just go for it. <laughs> why? What's going on? But you know, uh, funnily enough, he's maybe the only one in the whole series of Karate Kid movies that actually has a good reason to fight someone. Yeah. I mean, good reason is not very good, but at least it's, it's a reason. Yeah. He has a reason, mm-hmm. you know, because all the other guys, are just they just want to, you know, kick someone's ass. That's all mm. they want. They don't care. <laughs> they have no reason to, you know, to, to be... Everyone in those movies are just... They're just ready to fight at all times. Yeah. Even, like, 
just a random person in the street, you know, mm. if you look at him, you know, funnily, yeah. he will come over and is like, hey, you want to fight? <laughs> <laughs> it's like straight away. Uh, so, yeah, so they're all, they're all just sort of, uh, they, they, their honor is, is insulted by like the least provocation. Yeah, it feels like, like uh, hey, uh, you're a street bum. <laughs> I feel provoked. I want to fight you. <laughs> I mean, I have a theory that it's actually Mr. Miyagi. That's actually something about him, you know, that just, you know, somehow people that just sets people off. Him. Yeah, the, the, people don't like him. Yeah. In that world, people just hate him instantly. I feel like he, he, he's either a mastermind who's just, you know, <laughs> he likes to fight, so he's just, you know, making everyone oh, yeah. being aggressive. Master manipulator. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's around, mm. you know, everyone's just turns into assholes and just want to fight him or someone <laughs> so around So he's like him. sort of a, the calm of the storm. He's like a vortex. So he has superpowers. His superpowers are <laughs> vortex of hate. <laughs> Activate hate vortex. <laughs> and everyone's, hey, let's fight, dude. <laughs> and then oh. he can pretend like, no, no. Yeah. For some reason, I want to imitate Yoda now. <laughs> like, no, fighting was not. <laughs> he's always claiming that as well, like, no more fighting. He mm. says it all the time. So why running a karate school, Miyagi? <laughs> I guess uh, he doesn't really have a school, he only has one yeah, student. True. But yeah. but in the, they have like, uh, what's the name? It's like uh, Miyagi's school or something. That's the name of the... Because the, when he's entering the competition in the first movie, yeah. they, they I guess they had to give a name to yeah. like their to a school to participate yeah. so they make up a name or maybe it's just maybe he has a school I don't know but mm. in any ways that's, a, that's an argument for that like, he actually has a school even though he's only mm-hmm. had one student very elite school yeah yeah, <laughs> elite indeed you know cleaning uh. his car and building him, yeah. him a house yeah. <laughs> can't just he's made a company and he needed cheap labor <laughs> Wax my car. I think it's funny because in the first movie he has like a, he has like a house and like a beautiful garden. Mm-hmm. But you never see him working on it. Uh, you only <laughs> just see him the Karate Kid working. Yeah, on I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he has like a lot of Karate Kids just coming around in like yeah. some sort of you know he just <laughs> he just has people you know young boys working for him like build him a house make a garden yeah. and like and fountains and make sure they never meet yeah, yeah. Like, yeah i thought i was the only karate kid <laughs> no one of many you are but maybe that's why all the people are so pissed off uh, you know when he comes maybe they're old karate kids yeah they just feel like betrayed. oh shit maybe yeah. they built like the foundation of his house yeah and they never really were repaid or <laughs> never got any gratitude yeah exactly <laughs> That's why they want to kill uh, Danny, the new karate yeah. kid. They're jealous and angry. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that's a weird movie trilogy to just, or four movies to just pick. Where did you, where did you watch them? Like the downloads or did you have them? or? Uh, I think two, one and two, I think was, those were on Netflix, I think. Okay. And the other ones, I can't remember where, I somehow found them mm. uh, online. Yeah, okay. That's cool, because, you know, I've, I don't think I've seen any of the Karate Kid movies for a very long time. Yeah. It's, and so I, it's very few things I actually remember from the movies. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good era of movies, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's well-made movies, even though they're goofy and, you know, all that, but... Yeah. They're good. <laughs> cool. Um, any books? Yeah. Any time for that? Books. Mm. Well, I read a lot of comics lately. 
Yeah, did you did you bring them to your cabin or something? Yeah. So you had no. like uh, <laughs> prepping for the apocalypse with a like a flashlight and comics like <laughs> yeah. uh, in the darkness. Yeah, I was you know all alone out there most of the time. Yeah. So uh, brought some comics and uh, cool. Found some old um, old comics that I you know. Yeah, I saw you tweeted uh, some photos of like your if you found yeah. really cool scenes you post like tweeted a photo. Yeah, I brought some Blue Beetle uh, ones. Yeah. When, uh, That's cool. I've never heard about the Blue Beetle. It's not well known, but his, his I think it's amazing. And yeah. what my favorite thing about him, he's, they killed him off now, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> uh, some years ago, a Fury, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, is that he's, he's sort of, there's an original Blue Beetle, uh, which is like a Golden Age superhero or something. Okay. It's like from way back. But he has like a magic scarab beetle amulet kind of thing oh. which gave him superpowers wow but he he is killed in some sort of sort of accident on an island mm-hmm. uh, and the guy who becomes the blue second blue beetle he's he's at that island and he tries to save him but oh. he, he he can't save him oh, wow. so so the original blue beetle asked him to you know carry on the mantle oh, sort of wow. <laughs> but that blue scarab which mm-hmm. uh, he gets uh, he can't get the power from that, and he he he's never able to sort of harness the power from it. No. Oh. Uh, so uh, and uh, I think that's kind of cool that you know he's he's the second blue beetle, mm-hmm. but he, he doesn't have any superpowers. Really? Yeah. No. He, he's, does he ever does he ever acquire them? No, never. Wow, this is so sad. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's never able to harness. So he's the power. he's just sort of a brawler. Like a yeah, he's more like a Batman, sort of. Okay, yeah. Uh, because he has like a, a BB gun, uh, which is an air gun. Seems like a, you posted a, that was in your, one of your photos. Yeah. A BB gun, it's not like a tiny, like a little pea shooter. But he seemed to have like a pretty massive, powerful BB gun. You know, like <laughs> yeah. blast I mean, this guy. I think the BB gun is a bit of a joke. Oh, like yeah. Blue Beetle gun. Maybe. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Because it's like an air pressure gun, it doesn't have yeah. any bullets. It's okay. just air pressure. So it's like the BB, the Blue Beetle. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. But also, it's it was, an air gun. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he like really one shot this guy. Uh, yeah, it's like he's like he's teaming up with the Teen Titans at some point, and mm. he's just blasting this uh, woman, at least in one of the photos. And then uh, <gasps> Beast Boy, is just yeah. coming in from. Uh, he's actually yeah. you can't see it from the photos. But it's like it's beautifully made that he comes in as a um, what do you call those um, moles? Yeah. Right. He's coming through the ground, so mm-hmm. we can just see Beast Boy. Just you know that, you know when a mole go through the ground in comics, yeah. they make like a, the earth like cracks like. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when Blue Beetle blasts him with a gun, mm-hmm. and then you can see that like you can hardly see it even when you have the comic. So but does he then, like come crawling in the other? Like squares, like through, and then it, it erupts like in the, in the square. Do you mean like he goes through the pictures? Yeah, you can see him in the background, sort of coming in. Oh yeah, really? Like while <laughs> while Blue Beetle is fighting that oh, wow. woman, like, like a wind, wind, wind powers, or, yeah, yeah, something like that. Wow. And and then Blue Beetle blasts him, mm-hmm. and then Beast Boy transforms from from a mole yeah. to a oh, wow. rhino. Yeah. You know, so it just comes out of the ground as a rhino. <laughs> <laughs> knocking out that lady. And I think that's a pretty cool fight scene. Yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah. yeah, you do like to... You, you go old school with your superheroes. You actually read comics. Yeah, that's cool. I've never even... I've never read the comics like that. But I have been checking out on Netflix recently 
all these DC comic uh, series. Yeah. Uh, and I started watching Arrow a while back um, because uh, I actually started watching Arrow because uh, Woody said to watch Arrow on his podcast. It wasn't sort of an Irish oh, podcast. Okay. He said, watch Arrow. I said, okay, I'll watch Arrow. And I did. Yeah. And um, so Arrow was all right, but you know, uh, sometimes I feel like Arrow is a bit boring. But then mm. I started watching uh, The Flash, oh, yeah. and that's I, that's so much more action-packed. <laughs> I love it. So uh, I really love watching The Flash on Netflix. I think I'm on the third season, and that's really cool. Mm. And uh, what's cool is we've been talking about during lunch, because you haven't seen, or at least at that point, you hadn't seen any of those Netflix series. You no. just read the comics. Yeah. So I would like say, yeah, I'm starting to watch like The Flash, and I would say something that happened in like the episode, and I, maybe you know, like I would say, you know, they met like uh, Canary. Yeah. And you would say like, oh yeah, like Black Canary. I was like, yeah. How did you know? Yeah, it's in the comic books. Yeah. So then you would, and and every day I would tell something. You would sort of confirm that yeah, that's actually a thing. That, yeah. You know, that's like that's that's correct. Yeah, it's uh, canon. It's <laughs> canon. Yeah. So then you actually got a bit intrigued after a while. So you you started to watch. One of the Netflix shows too, haven't you? Yeah, I watched those uh, Legends. Uh, Le- Legends of Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Because yeah, that's cool. So now you've, uh, I guess you've you were convinced that it was like proper enough. It's like uh, yeah. they stay true to the uh, the backstory or something. Um, and because um, I also watched uh, that at DC's Legends of Tomorrow, although I kind of messed up the timeline because I watched that before Flash. And then I didn't yeah. really understand anything because it was like, huh, what, what? Because <laughs> some really crazy shit happens. There's like a black hole in some in Flash, and they they skip through time at some point, yeah. and it's all very confusing. Um, so I, when I, I I kept watching these Legends of Tomorrow, and then I came to a point where like, what was going on? Suddenly there were like five new superheroes that had no introduction. They were just there. <laughs> Like, here we are, boom. Yeah. And I was like, what? And they kept referring to some incident that had happened in, like, Starling uh, City. No, Central City. Flash, yeah, Flash's the, city. Uh, yeah, Central City. Central, yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, okay. So then I Googled it, like, uh, I Googled, like, um, DC timeline or mm. something. And then I found out, like, for <laughs> optimal, like, for understanding everything, you should watch it in this sequence. Yeah. And it started with the Arrow. Like, you should watch probably, like, three seasons of Arrow, and then you can watch, like, a season of Flash, and then, after a while, you can start watching the DC's Legends of, of Tomorrow. Because, yeah. like, you know, the, the Ad- Adam? Yeah. Uh, Adam comes into um arrow in like season three that's when he like creates his suit and stuff mm. but in in legends of tomorrow he's like fully yeah, full-fledged yeah. pile like he's ready to go no intro like whoa so mm-hmm. if you haven't seen that it's like well who the fuck's this guy and uh you know captain cold and uh <laughs> yeah, and no, heat wave yeah. you know they because i just turned on like uh legends of tomorrow like what the fuck like these two guys from Prison Break, why are they, why are they, why are they here? And you know he has a long, pretty long running history in Flash, Captain yeah, Cold. Yeah, he's a classic Flash villain. Yeah, so I I didn't know that. So it was really cool when I I watched a lot of Flash now to fill in a lot of the those those gaps. But uh, it's really cool. I like how DC has all these series that are actually good. Yeah, like good series instead of these. Uh, they don't they don't have these blockbuster movies, but they have. 
uh, you know, this, yeah. this series give for a, for very like a very many hours of entertainment. I and, think that uh, format fits comics much better than movies. Yeah. Because when you look at it, like Marvel has traditionally had the best movies, sort of, or, or yeah. maybe not the best, well, but at, at least, least the most popular or like blockbuster. Yeah, kind absolutely. Of absolutely. Uh, but when you, when you think back at them, like which one are good? Yeah, they're kind of just, you know, they're, they're entertaining, uh, but they yeah. don't really give a lot of backstory. Because yeah. I've watched several of the Avenger movies, yeah. but I don't really feel like I know anything about, I don't know, several of those superheroes. Yeah, because like they never really have time to go into their backgrounds. Yeah, exactly, and they they like brush up on backgrounds. But even if you have read the comics, you know, you don't really get that same feeling mm. from a movie because the movie is shorter, obviously. Yeah. Than a series. Yeah. So yeah. they have to get to like the prime yeah. action quickly. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's other there's different budgets, and I guess all the rules the producers just follow different rules. I guess so. You yeah. they need like this. It needs it to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. I mean, all Hollywood movies are basically the same, aren't they? They follow like yeah, the same, the same setup. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't imagine all the writers writing the movies like that. I think it's just the producers at one point comes <laughs> in. I oh, got to save money. We we're gonna earn. We're gonna make money on this movie. We have to follow this recipe, you know. I guess. And they just cut out everything that's good. <laughs> uh, you know that's all uh, the downtime. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> everything like that, you know. As someone who actually knows movies would actually appreciate, mm-hmm. and then just going for the the audience who would just eat anything that yeah. has a tits or ass and action and stuff like that. Yeah, as long as it's like Scarlett Johansson in a tight leather outfit, yeah. I mean, it's it's fine. It feels like that's what Hollywood feel is things like think that a superhero movie must be. Mm. Like yeah, you need some, you need the body, you need, you know, that yeah that. That, because that sells. That's yeah. all they care. That all they think they can have. It's uh, those those films are cool, but it's I've stopped going to the movies to see them. Yeah. I usually save them for well, I don't save them like uh, knowingly. What happens is I just don't watch them, and then maybe if I'm, I don't know if I'm uh, if I'm sick or like home from work or something, then yeah. I'll go on Netflix and like ooh. I haven't seen this Avengers movie, and then I'll yeah. watch it then because it's a perfect like m- movie if you're home and lying on the couch with like a fever. It's like yeah. sort of give me the action movie, and you just sort of <laughs> just play that. It's pretty cool. It is, yeah. <laughs> but I guess that's the extent of their use. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, going to the movie theater to actually watch movies is uh, is getting less and less. Mm. You know, something I want to do because there's so much crap. <laughs> it's amazing. True. Well, that's today's uh, comic corner. Comic corner. Comic corner. <laughs> it's very so comical. Comic, comic books and movies and series and all that. Yeah. So, uh, Lars, do you have a dwarf fact for oh, yeah, today's episode? Uh, dwarf fact time. Yeah. I feel like uh, that may be the number one reason people tune in to this podcast. Probably. Uh, it probably is. Dwarf fact. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they stop talking about all this uh, hobby and wargaming and, yeah. and uh, war, comic bullshit and yeah. bring us dwarf facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as usual, I, I dug into the old uh, dwarf uh, you know, uh, chronicles. Yeah. And I found another interesting... Uh, Piece of facts, dwarf yeah. facts. 
Because you've been digging through the medical records too this time, haven't you? Yeah, I've been going through the medical records and comparing them to, you know, uh, feet of strength records and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I found out that in dwarf societies, mm -hmm. you know, kidney stones is uh, something, you know, to <laughs> something that people want to have. Like a prized, uh, yeah, yeah. Is it like um, honorable thing to have? Yeah, it is. Because it's, it's a, because it's a stone. Yeah, it's a stone. You know, and you sort of produce this cell. So, uh, <laughs> it's like the highest uh, honor you can have, like producing stone. Yeah, and uh, the bigger, the bigger, the better. You know, if if you manage to pass a kidney stone, yeah, whole. Mm -hmm. That's like your insulin made a king, basically. <laughs> You know. Oh, nice. So, uh, the bigger the better. Oh, and is that because they're kind of, can be gold, kind of golden? Yeah, that's, uh, that might be, that it didn't say in the sources, but that mm. might actually be uh, one of the biggest reasons that, you know, maybe oh, yeah. they somehow they take it as a good omen that this guy yeah. will find a lot of gold in his <laughs> lifetime. Like you if, know, we, if we make this guy chief, then he can, like, lead us to yeah. a gold source. You know, this guy passed a, uh, like, you know, 10 kilo kidney stone. A kilo? You know, so, oh, my God. You know, he, he got to be good. And actually, you know, dwarfs, they take everything to the extremes. Yeah. So that they will actually change their diet uh, to sort of encourage this uh, kidney stones to grow in their kidney. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, but it's not horribly painful? Oh, it is. But it is. It's, are they just so stone-faced that they sort of, uh, I mean, you know, pun intended? That they just sort of, uh, yeah, you don't see the pain. Dwarves are funny beings, aren't they? So they, you know, they have to endure a couple of months of passing a big kidney stone, <laughs> you know, intact, uh, uh, you know, and, you know, big through their, oh my God. you know, reproductive organ. Then, um, you know, it's, it's worth it for the, for, for the notion of, you know, the pride. It's fame and glory. Yeah, fame and glory. Wow. It's like, it's like those who produce... Uh, giant vegetables yeah you know, they will uh, oh yeah like they would have like a photo or, yeah or like if works. you if you catch like a big fish you have like a yeah. you hold it up for the photo maybe with yeah. a scale and so you yeah, can yeah. see the kilos so they have <laughs> they're like posing next to the kidney stone <laughs> with on the scale and said like like five yeah. pounds yeah i, I saw some uh, pretty amazing um you know stone uh, statues <laughs> that they made oh of, made uh, of kidney stone yeah Oh my god. Yeah, well, the statue is not made of kidney stone, but made of a dwarf with a kidney stone. Oh, yeah, I, I thought you would like have a large enough kidney stone <laughs> to then you can like have a hammer and a chisel and you can like sculpt a little statue. Yeah, they might have <laughs> Wouldn't done. that be the most prized asset of all? Like a kidney stone statue? Yeah, I guess I didn't Ooh, say. But, uh, what if you sculpt a tiny dwarf holding a kidney stone? Like, off the kidney stone it'd be like like uh, you know meta it's like layer yeah. upon layer it's like a kidney <laughs> stone statue a kidney stone dwarf with a kidney stone yeah yeah Just made of kidney stone yeah, yeah. With, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow that sounds uh, horrendous yeah as much in dwarf culture you know they you know they have sort of their life is usually you know filled of pain and you know, mm. regret and uh, all that stuff helps uh, maybe they embrace the pain helps to keep them focused yeah do you think if the stone is too big to pass normally do you think they have some sort of a 
it's like the equivalent of like a cesarean like <laughs> they Maybe. grab a big like uh, you know big war axe and you sort of <laughs> open up and take out the kidney stone oh my god I'm, i can't talk about it. i'm getting pale <laughs> i guess uh, i'm not good with blood <laughs> or like Surgery. <laughs> so if if this podcast suddenly goes silent, it's just because we both kind of passed out in each our chair and like, uh, yeah, I'm not that good with these things as well. But you know, it's, uh, it helps that they're dwarves. You know, um, I hope I never get kidney stone, because that sounds am- not amazing. I was gonna yeah. say awful, but I almost said amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's what a dwarf would say. Yeah. I hope I get kidney stone. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> a big one. So, but uh, good news, Lars. If you, I, I did some googling on this uh, subject, and uh, mm. apparently the easiest thing you can do to avoid kidney stone, if you're human and actually don't yeah. want kidney stone, is just drink a lot of water. Oh, yeah, uh, I drink a lot of water, so I feel safe. Probably you're in the safe zone. Hmm. Nice. If your pee is ever like dark, very dark. Yeah. That's a danger because then you over might, a long period of time if it's dark. Yeah, you then know. your your body doesn't. That's a symptom that you have too little like water in your ur- urine, and then you you might actually oh, produce yeah. kidney stones. Yeah. So that's a symptom then. So uh, good to know. And I will after I read that, I started drinking even more water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might uh, <laughs> drink more as well. <laughs> cool. Well, well, thank you for that dwarf fact. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, always a pleasure. End up slightly grossed uh, out. and uh, plenty more in the Chronicles. I can't wait. (laughs) Can't wait to get further grossed out. (laughs) That's an epic moment. So then it's time for the epic moment. Ooh, my favorite part. Oh, yeah. Where I can uh, bring up my brother Wee Dog again. (laughs) Usually. Actually, this time I have a non- V Dog, epic moment. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, I was just about to like rename the whole segment to V Dog moment. <laughs> but uh, okay, cool. Yeah, maybe we should make another segment for that. Or yeah. Something. Well, interesting. This is an old, old one. Mm? Old, old, oldie, but a goodie. Yeah, as they say. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, it's from the first Kings of War tournament <clears throat> that we no the se- the first one I attended because in the first one we actually had. I was the organizer. Oh yeah, uh, so the and you played and I did not play. Yeah. So in uh, November 20 yeah. Fif- 2015. Yeah, 2015. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, we were playing uh, I was playing Knut, mm. his undead, and we were playing Pillage. It was the first time I ever played Pillage. Yeah. And I think <laughs> it was the first time he had played Pillage as well. Okay, cool. So we played a game and you know, it was a it was it was a close game. Mm. Uh, there was no clear winner uh, at any point. And then at the end of the game, mm. we, re- we, re- we realized that none of us had any units within three inches of a token. <laughs> <laughs> we had just ignored the tokens completely for the whole game. Wow. N- none of us scored any points. So you drew on the scenario? We drew, yeah, on the scenario. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a bit unusual. So yeah, yeah well, it's, if it's the very first time you played it, then I yeah, guess you just it, didn't have. A... And to be fair, it was one of my first Kings of War games as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, the first twenty, I guess it must have been, uh, maybe less. Yeah, as not well. even that, I guess. Because it was uh, it was really in 
the Probably one of the of first it. ten games. Yeah, it might well have been, yeah. Mm. So, um, so you were like, let's see how many tokens we got. And then like, <laughs> oh, none of us have them. But did we have, uh, did we have um, one of those win, draw, loss? Have, have we, had we started with like the kill points then, do you think? Or was it just a draw straight up? Like, I can't remember, actually. Because in the start, we, you remember, we actually played a very like, mm. uh, hard win, draw, loss. We didn't put in those extra points. Mm. Yeah, I, I can't remember if we had started with. Uh, but it sounds pretty draw-ish, I guess. It was. It was. It was a draw. I'm pretty sure we settled on a draw. Yeah. But I'm not sure. That's unlike Knut, because he usually uh, uh, has yeah. that scenario. He usually wins <laughs> some scenario. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty usually a very you know, genius player. Yeah. <laughs> Knut is a uh, is an amazing guy, and the funniest the funny thing about Knut is that he will he will have a joke. Every other second, he will have a joke. <laughs> just it's just non-stop jokes all the time. That's true. Which yeah. I enjoy, and I think I'm mm -hmm. I'm one of those who who enjoy you know playing Knut the most. Yeah. Because I just love to listen to this guy, just yeah. you know punching out jokes. <laughs> and you appreciate the social aspect of the game. Uh, yeah. Almost yeah, more fun, than yeah. the playing side. Maybe? Yeah, I'm not I'm not that focused on the game mm -hmm. uh, in general, <laughs> so it, it suits me very well. I have heard of uh, some of the... Um, well, I actually haven't noticed myself, but I heard someone say that there's a couple of the uh, of the guys who are more of a, you know, into the winning side than the actual... Yeah. And I've heard the tendency of just going into like tunnel vision, <laughs> that they just... They just stop looking at Knut while he's making the jokes yeah. and just sort of you can see they're just sort of trying to win the game instead <laughs> of like uh, like trading jokes back and forth <laughs> that's one of my favorite things uh, organizing uh, an event actually mm. if I'm not playing myself yeah yeah, and if Knut and William is playing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you, you, I walk up to the table, and William is like the most serious player you will ever find during the game. Anyway, yeah, he's yeah. very fun. Yeah, uh, when he's not playing. Absolutely, yeah. But he's focused on on the game yeah, in, in he's, game. Yeah. yeah, he's very focused, and you know, he he doesn't talk hardly anything during a game unless it's related to the game. Mm -hmm. And then when he's playing Knut, you know, Knut will just for you know for for two hours. It's a machine gun <laughs> fire like jokes. Ding, 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 it was just ding. jokes after joke after joke and Willem is just sit there just not looking at Knut, not responding to any of the jokes <laughs> a single time. Not not even when it's Knut's turn. You just sit there being focused on the game. And it's just magical to watch. Like, you're <laughs> just relentlessly telling jokes. It's amazing. Doesn't he have a feedback filter? Like, uh, no, yeah, this guy doesn't <laughs> listen to any of my jokes. I should stop now. <laughs> I guess it helps when someone just walks by. Oh, yeah, because there's someone, like, latches on. And yeah, he'll just, uh, you know, tell the joke, like, in a general... <laughs> You know, area so that someone will hear he it. He speaks like to the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's that magnificent, actually. He just speaks to the room. It's pretty amazing. Oh, uh, I said it before, but you know, I'm pretty sure Knut is some sort of demigod <laughs> or some sort of level. It's, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you, you would have to be to always place like top three while yeah. seemingly never really focusing <laughs> a lot on the game, just shooting jokes. I actually never seen him roll a dice. What? Like, you know, I've, I thought about this because I watched a lot of them. I've never seen him roll dice. Well, just somehow... You did play him at this yeah, epic moment. Yeah, that was a long time ago though. But, so you can't yeah. actually remember him rolling dice. I can't remember him rolling dice, no. Do you think he just Jedi mind tricks the opponent? 
He might do. So they just they see they have like a vague recollection of him rolling dice. Yeah. But mostly they just remember like they remember remember the board state and how units move and then jokes. That's all they remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what what happened yeah. with the dice? We we, we might never know. Yeah. It, it, somehow he, I can't remember seeing him roll a single dice. That's ever. pretty. That's now that's pretty epic. It's an epic guy, so it's fitting for an epic moment. That segment. <laughs> segment. Cool. Um, that's a good one. Um, I could take one for myself. Uh, I don't think I brought this up. It was when I played... Uh, I've told you about it, of course. No, not on the podcast, but mm. off-cast. 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 Yeah. Which most of our conversations actually take place. Believe it or not. Off-cast. Mo- yes, yeah. they do. Yes. We are. We talk more often not while recording than we are <laughs> than while recording. <laughs> um, but okay, so my I have a cool, cool, um, cool situation. My epic moment is in a game I played against Eirik, and we played in uh, Bergen at this ter- tournament called uh, Reign of Kings. Mm. And I, I don't think I t- if I'd said this before in the podcast, and sorry, but it was such a cool moment that I want to restate it. So it was um, his. Uh, Kingdoms of Men. No, he's, he played League of, League of Roar there because yeah. they had these halfling uh, troops of archers. Yeah. Like tiny <laughs> halfling troops. Those and I assholes. Had, yeah, those tiny assholes. And I played Undead. And uh, we had this cr- really cool situation where it kind of builds up a bit because, you know, I have my Lacanis and my werewolves. And I'm teaching him, like, that if you have Nimble, you know, you can pivot and then move backwards. Mm. And, and uh, while I'm doing this, I'm sort of... Ha- my Lacanis is... Uh, my Lacanus ran kind of towards his backfield instantly, and when he's, he turned around to threaten the Lycanus, I pivoted 90 and then moonwalked backwards outside of his arc of sight. Mm. And while doing that, I said, he nimble. <laughs> so I sort of, that's, that, that's how it started. Like I would dodge in a kind of annoying way, and I would say, nimble. <laughs> Yeah, and then he of course picked up on that because he has nimble on these <laughs> halfling archers of course, yeah. so my later in the game my werewolves are on the way kind of towards this well he's put all these halfling shooters in this area and I'm just threateningly moving towards them like I feel pretty confident you know a werewolf horde yeah. uh, and they're just tiny tiny halflings so then I move up <laughs> and he starts move, doing this trick against me he says nimble <laughs> and then he would go backwards and pivot a bit and always keep outside my charge range and then shoot me you know, with his bows yeah. like twang 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 and he would ping in the wound here and there and he actually suppressed my werewolves he would waver them <laughs> of course. and then you know, I panicked and I just my werewolves just backed you know started backing up and started backing up into the forest again because they came <laughs> from a forest and then they were standing in cover and I didn't dare to move because on the outside were these vicious, bloodthirsty little halflings going like, hee hee hee, nimble hee hee, and just shooting me. And even in cover, they were wounding me every turn and wavering me again and again. They were, they were pinned down by the Yeah, animal. by these ferocious halflings. And when I finally came out of the forest, these halflings moved even closer. And we joked like they were sort of um, lobotomized, like, you know, crazy. <laughs> Like, um, and they would say, like, who wants to live forever? <laughs> and there was answer amongst themselves, like, not we, or you know, not <laughs> us. We, we don't want to live forever. We, we want to get killed on the battlefield. And then they killed my werewolves. 
Yeah, well, you know, half things will do that to you. <laughs> oh, fucking shit. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. With these, uh, you know, I just picked off my werewolves and these <laughs> bloodthirsty little buggers. They would just reform and go off somewhere else. You got arrogant. Yeah. Nimble. <laughs> oh, man. That's my moment. That's, that's, that's a moment. That's a moment. Well, I think actually that's about it for today. I can't think of uh, anything else to bring up. No. Me neither, actually. So I guess we'll uh, fade out on that. And we're out of segments as well. Uh, well, we we skipped a few because I don't really, I uh. don't have a rant today. I feel ah, I feel rant. peaceful today. Let's mm. uh, not end on a rant. No, that would be bad. <laughs> and I don't have a rules query, of course. Oh, yeah, I, no, I remember we have a lot of segments, yeah. Actually. And I don't we don't ha- I, I I don't really remember which scenarios we have and have not covered. So I, mm. I don't dare to do a scenario review because we might do one we've already done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah. let's say them. We can um, we can. Uh, get yeah, I will make a like. A, we'll find out for next time. So uh, yeah, that was our slacker summer style episode. Yeah. I think we talked more about uh, Blue Beetle and the Flash than we did like King's War stuff. But yeah, that's cool. Done, yeah. But you know, we were so uh, we were feeling it. It was cool to talk about some other nerd stuff because you know, little shout out again to Unplugged GT, my new. One of my new favorite yeah. podcasts. Yeah, I like it. Because, uh, you know, that's... Um, oh, yeah. And those guys even talk about pen and paper role play. I was thinking about, should we should we steal <laughs> that segment as well? <laughs> that's amazing because, you know, everything they talk about is things that I can that we can relate to. Yeah. And uh, when they talk about the, you know, they're in a dungeon and he rolls like a dice behind the screen. Yeah. And then, the, you know, they uh, he tells them that they found something out that's actually a lie or something mm, that yeah. I love that because that's how we would play like uh, yeah it's just uh, we, I mean I love pen and paper role play it's something we've done uh, quite a lot of in the past that's how we met wasn't it the first time well kind of I guess we it was at least in those years where we did a lot of pen yeah. and paper role play I'm pretty sure it's the first time I met your bro- your brother Chris that's which I met yeah. before you yeah that's probably true yeah. you met with this uh Deadlands crew. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny because he had made like a nine page backstory for his character. Yeah. <laughs> and he died like instantly. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good actually. <laughs> that sounds like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with a nine page backstory. Yeah, that sounds like him. <laughs> cool. Maybe we'll do some uh, talk about that on our next. Uh, oh, then now we have something to talk about on our next uh, podcast. You know, yeah. pen and paper role play. We can go yeah. deeper into that. We'll That's steal cool. another segment from uh, yeah. Unplugged. Absolutely. Absolutely. Otherwise, there's um, some more podcast episodes I've been cropping up. I see in uh, Direct Misfire have a um, Trident Realms review that's out now. Oh, cool. So, you know, you can check that out. Uh, otherwise, uh, Countercharge are, as always, producing. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm actually able to keep up with them now. I think uh, their quality has gone up, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, with their quantity, their quality has actually gone up. Not that they were yeah. at any point bad. Uh, no. I just feel like they're more, they have some really yeah, interesting topics. Yeah, you mean because the, they knew the List Builder Studio. I really like that. Yeah, uh, exactly, yeah. It's a very, it's just the right amount of like, uh, I don't know, power player or, you know, mm. you build lists to win kind of. It's yeah, very also, interesting. Uh, 
they sort of instead of going through all the games like in great detail they had mm. like a more an overview yeah uh, from when they have like recaps of a grand tournament or a tournament. oh yeah that's true so, yeah so they, they kind of I don't know I don't know what it is I just I just like more to listen to them now you like the recent stuff yeah, yeah. That's, that's a fair thing to say I, I, I really like it too I like the input of both uh, hobby and tactics sort of that's cool yeah so um, yeah and now we have a new episode out and it's this one it's this one, yeah. yeah. You just listen to it. <laughs> so, you know, if, so. sorry if I got your hopes up. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> we we can't keep up with the countercharge uh, quantity. No, no, no way. Uh, we could. But, I mean... Yeah, we could, uh, but that would I'm not, not sure. be good because we, we don't have that much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we could Which just... Is, now that I've been, I've been starting to walk home from work a lot, yeah. and uh, then I have like an hour, well, almost an hour, every time I do that, Mm. And so now I get to just plow through podcasts. So in earlier months or you know, I don't know, last year, I actually had no chance of, ca- of um, catching up to the countercharge mm. releases. I kind of just picked the ones I thought looked yeah. the most interesting. But now I have this sort of insatiable hole just going to swallow okay. podcasts. That's, that's really cool. It's a bit weird. It's a, it's a different kind of problem because I kind of yeah. liked having too many podcasts. Like... I had yeah. more podcasts than I could listen to, and that was kind of cool, because if I ever felt like it, I could really sort of listen to podcasts. But now it's like, oh, I press refresh in my app and see if something new comes up. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, you actually had to start listening to uh, to Don, Dan Carlin's uh, yeah, World War hard, One, uh, yeah, Hardcore the, History. The hardcore yeah. History, because I, I, that also has been name-dropped on a couple of, at least one or two podcasts, or maybe this is another thing I've stolen from the Unplugged guys. Because I think yeah. they talked about it, but you know, I didn't start listening to it until actually uh, our colleague John yeah. and uh, you have been talking about this podcast here at mm. work. But I never realized this was the same podcast that the guys on oh, that yeah. podcast were talking about. So then, when when John said like, cause I said like, I need a podcast to listen to because I'm going to work all yeah. the time, and he said like, you know, check this, uh, you know, Dan Carlin. I was like, okay, what's that? And he said, oh, it's hardcore history. I was like, what? I've heard about that. Because I've you know, heard other guys talk about yeah, it on, uh, really on my Kings of War podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been listening to the World War One. I, um, I mean, like the second episode of that. Mm. So that's cool. Yeah, I, I think that's one of his best. Uh, mm. uh, we are actually... World War One. We are kind of just becoming a copy now of Unplugged uh, Radio. <laughs> which is not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> A shameless copy. They don't have dwarf facts, no. They don't, and they never will. (laughs) No, that's copyright. (laughs) That's your archive. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, well, all right, let's fade out of here. Yeah. Slowly. Slowly. You can reach us on Twitter at KLW Oslo. Or you can contact us by email, giantdwarfpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>